This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. All right, everyone, welcome into a brand new episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm your host, Tyler Kern, along with the man himself, Greg Crumpton. Greg, always good to talk to you, man. How are you doing today? Tyler, the, the, what a, a freaking place in life we are. Um, we're, we're coming out of COVID. We're going into COVID, depending on who you talk to. We're all in, at home still, but it really seems like our relationships are, are more bonded than they've been in a while. And this man who's joining us, Sam Froline, has been a true friend of mine for God knows how many years, 12, I think. And what he feels and philosophizes, is that the right word? Um, it is so strong into building relationships that we just couldn't, we couldn't have another one without having Sam. So, um, Super duper excited to have this man. I know his kids. I know his wife. I know his his business associates. I've hired him. He's hired me. Um, we fired each other. I mean, it's all it's all like a, a complete circle. So Sam Froline, um, and, and I'm just thrilled to have him. So thank you, Sam, and. Thank you, Tyler, for bringing us together. Absolutely. Well, uh, Sam Froline, as uh, as Greg mentioned, is our guest today. He's the founder at the Performance Group. Sam, let me uh, welcome you to the program. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Yes, it's good. It's good to be in the inner sanctuary of thought with with Mr. Crumpton, a man who um, we have had many, many close hours of thought and reflection Always around the, always around the subject of, of what it is to be in some form or another relationship, whether it's inside his business, his pursuit of a venture, or his role in somewhere mentoring one of my one of my own inside my family who happened to be inside my businesses. So what what really struck me as as Greg even uh, uh, made the introduction of of. Uh, of me was you saw how many different places our wires crossed over and I was, and the, 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 the word boundaries came to mind because when you think about relationships, what you have at the heart of us, of our relationship is a deep respect and regard for one another, often played out on the business platform where in order to have healthiness, which is the essence of what my life work is, helping private enterprise thrive and, and grow and mature and prosper. And boundaries are so critical. And, and when you get all those wires tangled from business uh, respect and, and accomplishment together, uh, but you also tie it into some personal uh, matters, regards that have a real attachment to what we care about more than even uh, many times the things on the table. It, it's it's a gr the ground also that many a business gets cracked and broken. And I can say that um, I'm, I'm just so grateful that 
uh, Greg and I have navigated a whole lot of circumstances. So when we say we have a relationship, it has been through the test and we have deep bond with one another. You know what, Sam, that Tyler, I'm, I'm going to jump in because, um, that word boundary, um, I remember reading about, uh, uh one of the Ford families, uh, patriarchs and I can't remember if it was Henry the third or one of the sons but they they came up with a term called boundarylessness and that's hard for me to say because it sounds like you have a lisp boundarylessness and when you look that word up it means not just without boundaries but it means without boundaries for a reason and, um, you know, the, the time Sam, you and I've spent together for, for the last decade plus watching your kids grow up, um, your boundarylessness has been so cool to see. So I, I just couldn't, I couldn't pass on that word. So sorry for the corniness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I think. You, when you lead in with knowing we're talking about relationships, you, the, the one first one first sort of thought that comes to my mind is that I would want to know if you're going to have a relationship, if I'm going to have a relationship with Tyler, who is now doing the introduction and, and participating in a, in a dialogue that you and I have shared many a time just on our own. You, you as you're exposing with each other, you for you to have healthiness in relationship, you have to have a sense of trust. And the trust comes in knowing that one is authentic, that we're genuine in how we, we say what we say and how we really feel. Well, I get a chance to really do an interesting check on that. As, as you know, Greg, in my, in my business complex, I do, while I am the founder of the performance group, my real, they're all little peapod businesses, but I have a performance capital group, an institute where Molly, who was once a guest on this show, is the, actually the leader of the Institute for, for Business Owners and all the rest. You, you have in here the, the, the uh, you have family inside business. The vast, the va to me, a, a vast and relevant subject uh, of, uh, on the business platform of, of at least American soil is private family businesses. That is the backbone and the hope of the future, including, of course, as we look at the great uncertainty of these times, what's going to happen in all that. And inside the, those, those family businesses are, are, are really important matters of relationship and getting those relationships healthy. And many, many business families, families in business, those relationships get all mixed up. So the fact that Molly didn't uh, disparage me when she was on the line when she was in here, but instead has prospered probably by her own choosing. But I do attribute it to the fact that it has some healthiness about boundaries, what, uh, she, what her role is in that, as well as places where she uh, is able to find her own voice. And that, I don't know quite how I got on all that other than just to say, you know, if you look at healthiness and relationship, I appreciate 
I'm not sure what the boundarylessness thing is, but I know that there's an important point in relationship where you're clear how we operate together and what we can expect with one another, knowing some things don't ever get taken away. And that is, you have to have at the heart of a relationship a trust and regard and respect. And out of that, you, you, you can solve problems. And if there's anything that's in common with business and relationship, because they all kind of intertwine, it's, it's conflict resolution and managing that well. All right, Sam, I think you won the battle of how quickly the word trust came up. And, um, and, and, and Tyler could probably correct me or, or, or guide me, but I think in, in every episode, and we're at 16 or 17, that word trust has come to the surface in every episode. Because people, all right, a, if, if so, Sam, when I when when I sent you an email and said, "Hey, I'm doing this wacky thing. I'm going to do a podcast. I'd love for you to have, uh, you know, participation." That trust starts right then because you have to say, "Yay" or "Nay," and if you say "Yay," there's a a little bit of trust exchanged and then once we confirm the appointment there's more trust and then you click on Tyler look at him make sure he's not some kind of psycho killer um, which is probably an alias by the way Um, but every step is trust and then this afternoon you know we're we're, it's now you know what one one thirty or so and um, the trust of you taking time to do this and your trust in me to put you with somebody worthwhile all of that's about trust and it's so remarkable and then that I mean as weird as that sounds so that's how we got here and then I think about how you and I got here, and uh, I love this story because you 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 tell it so much better than I do because you're a better storyteller. But when we met, you were telling a story, and it was about trust to me. And you you had recently traveled to China, and I was really intrigued with China at the time, kind of still am, but 10 years removed or whatever it's been, 12, you you went up on the stage, so to speak, at the podium at the Hampton Inn in South Park in Charlotte, and you gave this whole story of China from basically from when you landed until you left. And you talked about the culture, you talked about the people, you talked about the the day-to-day life. And so that's another piece of trust. So you've been there, I have not, still have not. But I'm having to absorb that. Like, okay, I trust this guy, he's telling me the story. And then what's next? You know, so you get to that point at the end of the at the end of the talk, and 
you you may or may not remember, but I came up to you, and I said, "Hey, uh, sir, I, w I was much more, you know, um, pragmatic with you back then, respectful and gentle, yeah, <laughs> as opposed to now, yeah. just calling you Sam." But uh, I, re I remember right. looking at you and saying, "You know, Doctor Frowide, you don't know me, but." What you just told me kind of like hits me really hard because you're talking about something that I want to go do and something I dream about, but I'm not there yet. And, um, you know, from, and I, I mean, I'm not there yet from a financial point or being able to go to China and take off a month or whatever, but you you and I had this instant thing, or at least, you know, it was like love at first sight for me. And um, I know your wife would be mad about that, but it, it was just like an instant connection where I'm like, and I, I told you this, I'm like, I don't know why, but we we really, really need to spend time together. You probably thought I was a freaking stalker, but here we are. 12 years, 14 years later. How does all of that that I just gave you on your platter, your poo-poo platter, if you're in a Chinese restaurant, how does all of that hit you and, and you are one of the most humblest guys I know? So I'm, I'm, I'm like throwing this praise on you like you're, you know, a freaking, you know, that whatever the guy who comes on after Joel Olstein on Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> how, yes. how does that so, feel? You know, I think what it, well, first of all, I'm, 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 I'm humbled for sure that that was how it, it, it struck you that we were, we were something that uh, we had something in the way of a connection that allowed you to feel comfortable with me. And now in that case, you were describing an audience that you were getting a chance to listen to the speaker, identify with where they put their emphasis and intonation, and uh, the way they weighed the subject, knowing that they were in a moment of persuasion of something having to do with their opinion. In my case, having come back out of a, of a very deep enculturation into China with somewhat of an omission, a mission going into China, to try to understand what was what was perceived at that time in 2008 and 9 and 10 and 11, a time of great uncertainty for my business owners, and I, those meaning my business owners, the people who I, um, I, I do life with every day and have for the last three decades, deep life work with people who are very intimate to building private enterprise and perceiving that there was some great... A disruption on the playing field uh, that I needed to go and understand, and I, I'm not somebody who prefers to uh, have uh, to be unsettled or in a mistrusting position without having gone in and tried to examine assumptions, beliefs, and thoughts behind how one looks at the world. And in broad sense, culturally, I wanted to see it for myself. So there is. And so back to this trust subject as it relates to um, how important the subject is and how 
every one of your your guests have have been on that subject. So so I think a, a, a sort of an important takeaway, even for whoever might listen to this, is for for each of us to know what we trust in another, and think about what it is that makes us comfortable with another. And you, if you gathered a group of people, a group of 12, and they were in a room and they talked about what is it that makes you trust somebody? How do you gather that? And, and there's probably some very simple conclusions. They're really not that complex. Um, they they kind of all the way root back to babies when they babies uh, meet uh, people before their pre-language. They, they, they come to know people that are that are safe to be with, with those who are their nurturing parents. They kind of know there's an interesting transfer of that. Some of it's body language, some of it's tone of voice, some of it's, and as we get more sophisticated, some of it is is that that language around being uh, uh, empathetic or or authentic or genuine and not, not presumptuous. And the man has, woman has, we people have, a keen sense of trustworthiness that's just found in much of the meta communications that we we pick up. If you go back and look at what what uh, you're you're kind of describing, Greg, uh, if you were to say, what is it that separates those who can affect the highest value in 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 influence? whether it's in business or, or in whatever circles of culture one wants to pay attention and have effect on. You look at those who have that kind of, of, of highest influence, they often have um, a high amount of trust or trustworthiness. Now, not always. Um, I suppose there's places where people get a hold of, of power power of resources and other things and they take that and they're very good at paying off things in order to get to where they get to and and they're shrewd and political and get there but at some point you can sense a decline that will occur because always when trust eventually flips over there's a radical and deep decline now go to the trust subject just because we're on the roll and I I don't want to not I don't want to monologue on this but I do want to sort of pull up and think about it in this point in time because we're in a point in time when where one you described in the opening we've just come we're, we're in a some place we're not quite sure we can't quite get our bearings on this on this the condition of, of COVID and what it's going to and how it's disrupted. What's a fascinating thing is that you talk about relationship. We have all experienced around the globe a unique point in time when we all have one thing in common for sure, a world pandemic. That has an interesting point of unity for a while. And it lets us realize the humanness that lets us uh, let our fearfulness go and let our compassion come in. And we begin to see, oh, there is a glimpse of trust that can, we even see little places where we're paying attention relationally and maybe forming new new relationship that actually can be thought of as, as capital of a different sort. You can also feel a sense that 
there's some new capital formations of relationship going on. Maybe we sense that. Or maybe even using new medium like what we're doing right here or the Zooms or whatever other the, the ways that people are communicating. They're saying, gosh, relationships are taking new forms. And, and, and some of them are, are actually showing that we're, we're, we're in common to each other. But the challenge also, though, comes right on the other side of this, this great power displacement that's leading to interesting new relationship formation. Because sure enough, we start to also see um, where there's, there's places where, um, where we have problems, we have threats, we have challenges. And we have to think about how to come at these in, you know, we have a very radical uh, circumstance of business models. Every business model has to start rethinking itself and regathering how to how to figure out the next place. And then we do that in a in a in particularly in our land in the, in a political environment where where the the power of shift is occurring in terms of the conditions in the macro of what we're going to be operating with as we go forward into this. And now we have to start thinking about solving problems. And that's where trust becomes so valuable because if you have trust, deep trust, you can create powerful thinking. It's where the ultimate highest functioning of an enterprise is a, is a state of collaborative brain power, where when you see the disciplines come together and start thinking together, they, they, can, they can do magnificent things. They can, they can discover things that only the collective genius of a group of people can do. But we're in an environment that right now is marked by, by an awful lot of, of contention and, and uh, uh, barriers of, of that. And if there's a challenge that I think is a challenge that will mark this epic time, it will be that of leaders stepping in who can gather trust because their intent is to create unity and understanding that is reflective of what is healthy and good. That is a, that's not just a smart person. That's a person that has qualities about their character and about their perspective, but also appreciation of the perspective of others that can allow you to yield. You cannot have that condition of collective genius or collaborative brain power, as I've just uh, referenced, without trust. I think trust is a relevant subject for sure. Bringing it back to day-to-day, hour-to-hour operations for a company, because so many people that I know that listen to this, we, we know that we're in a, a, a very unique time. And we have, I mean, if you look at just, I was watching a piece this morning with my wife about the NASCAR thing. And this, this poor fellow had a, uh, you know, a, a racial uh, epitaph thrown into his stall. And we have all these racial issues and, and, and that kind of, bleeds into our work environment because our work environments are made up of different races, different, you know, uh, ethnic backgrounds, different 
male, female, whatever. I personally don't care, um, as you know, but a lot of people do, apparently. So, I, I think it's really from a from a like a hyper vision how do we like how do, how do how did you and this is so cool the the best thing i've ever said today how do you how do you help people understand that trust is conveyed regardless of color religion national origin how do you how do you look at that person and you're such a guy I'm so glad you're here um, because I know your 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 life and I know what you do you are a uh, a devout man and you you walk a, a great path how could one look at you and you're not perfect I know you we're none of us are how do we how do we look at a leader like you and and look for inspiration of how to walk that path and if that's not a fair question tell me because i'm cool with yeah that. well well i want to go back to something you said and as you were doing the sort of thinking through and and actually exactly reflecting something that's that's probably you care about and you're troubled. And then you said in the course of that setup of kind of sharing your thoughts, you said, I don't care. And you don't, you didn't really mean that. You're one of the most, you care about a lot of things. You're, you've got just really fascinating uh, passion. And, and, but another thing is you, you care about the shoes of the other. You care about how people are looking at life. And that's a very interesting first part of any part of this, which is, you know, when we really get just sort of sensitive and we pay attention to the things that make for a meaningful life, we first of all, it's not our first nature to do that, at least not in Western ways. We tend to hurry up and want to get our goals accomplished. Uh, we want to get whatever task we have at hand. And we have to do that. That's earthly and practical. But I think one of the first things that really comes when you're saying, I need to, I need to just get better cooperation. I need to, to affect more uh, others so that I can just have a more, a, a, a less static oriented condition where, where it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the sales guy trying to get his order processed or her order processed into the, into the play or whether it's, uh, you know, resolving a technology issue that you can't believe that the person on the other end is going to give you an answer on how how the daggone frickin' cyberspace works instead of just solve why I have this problem. I think if you put it right down to the the shortest of answers, it's that you in everyday translation, it's that you you care about whoever you have in your world. You have to care about them to establish any sort of cooperative uh, relationship. And then beyond that, it becomes you build trust when you become somebody that I'm safe with. And I think another thing that always helps that lets you 
bring your guard down, if you will. And, and so that starts then with, I think you should hear even uh, mention, if the guard, bring your guard down, assumes we have our guard up. And you know, the truth is, we as people are so amazingly oriented to our own fears, our own anxiousness, our own sense of unworthiness or whatever that is. And I'm not saying people are in the stew all the time, but I would say that much of our, our failure to establish rapport and trust is that we're not attentive enough to what the receiver is that we're trying to dialogue with because we're working on what we are attending to and what's driving us often in, in places where we're not as collaborative or we're not as able to be effective in, in gaining a rapport that we, we, uh, we, we are anxious about the things that we, and, and that's an interesting mark of today's world. There's a, people have some real anxiousness, anxiousness about their own safety, not exactly the best conditions to figure out how do we, how do we gather our team back in order to begin to engage together. I was talking with a, with one of my owners who has, you know, a group of 25 in a service business that has to collaborate across the, 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 the disciplines of the, of the practice that it's in. And, and you have to be able to exchange, but inside that 25, you have every, you have the range from one end to the other as to how, how threatening the, the condition of our health is uh, uh, just in safety. And then on top of it, all the other issues that are on people's minds. And so you've got, how do we cooperate and collaborate in, in, as we re-enter into a, 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 new, a new normal that is, that is upon us? And I think it is very important. In fact, probably more important than, than, than most times, if you will. Let's just, that we're entering into a time now where being able to have trust and confidence, one has to have hope and belief in the future, believing that we are going to trust not just man, because man's not exactly the most trustworthy source of, 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 of this, this existence. Also have a, have a trust and a faith that this that we're in is bigger than me. It's bigger than just what I want. And so, what, I don't know, I just, and then another piece, and I'm, I'm a bit in a, in a ramble here, and I don't want to be, but I feel like you're hitting right at the heart of it, is why, why is it, Greg, you, you, we went back to, what is it about us that lets us have chemistry together? And if all you have to do is, if you've been listening to any of these episodes, Greg always, always sets the tone in relationship by valuing valuing me, you know, when we're exchanging with each other, I know you're paying attention to me. And that gives me the confidence that lets me just feel like this is somebody who, um, who cares about prospering me or allowing there to, and it's interesting, it sounds rather self-serving, but it's just the nature of our willingness to let down in order to become more. Well, Sam, I, I, doesn't that really come down, though, to what you truly believe in, in yourself? And, and you have the confidence in, in what you do and what your business does, or you would not be out in, in the public eye. So that 
that whole exchange of trust comes down to one-on-one because if, if you and I meet for the first time or the second time or whatever, and we get to that point, then I've got to look at you and know that you have enough confidence to fulfill what I'm looking for. And if, if you don't, then I'm suspect, and not, not in a bad way, but just in a, I don't have that exchange of trust. So totally get that. So look, um, Tyler is going to totally kill me because we've been talking a lot. And uh, he's like the, the stopwatch guy. He's, he's that guy at the track. It's like, yes, you know, you hear yes. it. <laughs> That's his clock clicking. So okay. I always try to get Tyler's perspective because he doesn't do what you and I do. Um, he, he listens to people for a living. And, and these people that Tyler listens to cross God, so many boundaries of, 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 you know, industry and, and what they do to make a living. So Tyler, um, if you could, and this is the most gracious way I can ask you this ever, except when I say, damn it, Tyler, um, what, (laughs) what does this sound like when, when you're hearing a guy like Sam, who's not 30 years old, by the way. Um, but with a boatload of experience, what, what, what does it sound like? Cause I know the guy, you know, for, for a long time, you don't, and you just, you just heard him for the last 51 minutes or whatever. But, um, how does it hit you? I'm interested. Yeah. You know, as I, as I listen to, to Sam and I feel, I feel bad just calling him Sam because I think that there's probably a more uh, M- Mr. Froline no, or... no, no. Da- no, 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 Daddy You're right. Daddy is good right the, the <laughs> Sam Sam is good for sure but uh, you know as I'm listening I, I, I hear so much wisdom and so much experience just in um, in how he has approached these times and these situations and I think that um, I think that when I hear him I hear um uh, a measured way of speaking of just choosing words correctly and ensuring that what he says he means and I think that that's so important during this time because I think it's it's really easy especially as I kind of look around at, at my generation and, and people my age uh, at, at times there tends to be a lot of uh, what I would refer to as perhaps word vomit on social media or things like that and it's amazing how quickly I think trust can be broken during times like this simply by not understanding the the perspective of someone else and not understanding how you know your actions affect other people and how um you know trust is built and that's a that's a two-way street i think and so i think just hearing the way that sam speaks about these sorts of things um is is really powerful you know and and um sam uh one of the things that, that i think about a lot is um I view everything through the lens of of sports, just because that's uh, that's uh, just what I tended to when I was a kid. And I, one of my one of my favorite sports writers once wrote that um, that you're not you don't really know what it means to be a fan of a team until you you suffer a heartbreaking loss with that team, um, and then and then you kind of you feel it, right? And and I th- I wonder if one of the things that we're learning about relationships, kind of throughout this whole this this pandemic and this situation that we're in is um, how to really walk through 
a difficult time and still maintain relationships, if that makes sense, and, and what that looks like on the other side. And so that's something I've been thinking about a lot and wonder just your thoughts on that is how using a difficult time um, can actually strengthen relationships. Well, I just so appreciate listening to you. I, I would like the next 45 minutes to be you. <laughs> and, and what I am struck by is, is I, as I heard you um, come back and, and give a comment, is that I just heard that you listened to me and that you valued what I was saying. And out of it, each step of the way, I found myself being less uncomfortable and more eager to want to learn about your viewpoint and share mine. And, and I think about it also as you are a 30-some-ish-year-old young man, and, and I'm 68 years old. I can't even believe those numbers. And I see this, this time of enormous opportunity for there to be a degree of, 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 of needing to understand generationally what's going to happen here as we watch the successions of things occur. And particularly... I find myself absolutely in need to be conditioned and healthy because I want to bear in wherever I can to help the next generation move forward. People like you who are who are working to find your way in a very disrupted and and sort of challenging time. You asked a really great question, and I, I'll answer it in in short. Every time there is brokenness, there is something in that brokenness that yields opportunity to think about things differently. Letting go is the beginning of, of moving towards something new. And there is no doubt, though, that right along that letting go and being shocked and, 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 and broken is a degree of, of, of humiliation that if one sits on it a while, and this is not wordplay, I'm just describing in, in real time with you, what I, I know is, is that when I am in that real place where I realize I'm not able to get all the answers within myself, it opens it up that we begin to seek and realize we're not in our, we're not all about our strength. We need others to figure things out together. And out of it also comes humility. There's this realization, I don't have to have it all figured out. I remember coming alongside two of my children who are in my businesses and saying to them at the, at the beginning of this lockdown, freeze down, unbelievable ultra reality of, of, of this pandemic. And, and letting them know how both of them millennials. I have four children. My two, I have two who are millennials. Saying to them how grateful I was that I could be here with them while we watch how we adapt to this extraordinary disruptive time. A time where you cannot be in control. So we have to learn how to become healthily dependent and on others to develop interdependence that we could 
we can come up with something that isn't the old wise man because somehow he is supposed to have all the words. I don't have the answers, but together we have to come through this. And there is something that exceeds words that must be forming in that. So I do think this is a fascinating time to be alive and to watch what happens as we have to seek new answers. And uh, I do believe that there is some extraordinary circumstance that will emerge from this time, but we cannot look at it simply from abundance. Sure enough, brokenness is real, glass gets shattered. That isn't always cool. You know, it's not like I'm not trying to romanticize the crisis of this time, but I surely am laying claim in believing that our innovative powers, and if there was one thing I came back out of my experience when I first met Greg, it was belief that in our in the culture from which I've been birthed, I am able to be a part of something that thinks one, we're sassy and we're ornery, but we're entrepreneurial. And I believe in the hope that comes in our ability to discover solutions in our brokenness. And I really believe that. Well, Sam, I always take value in your words and, and today is no different. And it's uh it's so encouraging to hear you know your your thoughts and at your you know i say accelerated age just because you hate for me to say that but, um <laughs> yes. you know i i'm yes. i'll be 56 next week and um you know you're you're a couple years older than i am and tyler several decades or, or a couple of decades younger than i am but this kind of hits us all the same way. And I, I love that. And when listening to Molly and Andrew, your kid who I love and, and it, it hits us all the same, but differently, you know? So I want to uh, just take this time and, and close out because we're on the top of the hour and, and Tyler only gets an hour for lunch to do this. But, um, I really, I really, really appreciate your insight, and and as always, I, I, I just trust your your and, and love your uh, friendship, and and I've never had a conversation with you, and I can say this after many many years that I didn't come away going, okay, I got to think about that, and that's a compliment. Well, thank you, Greg. It, it's it's fine. I I sure do hear that, and I don't don't necessarily. Uh, uh, I, really, I don't know what it was. All I know is that what it, uh, I had was at a time where we shared uh, in in a in a in a genuine exchange, and I really appreciate also. Uh, Tyler, the way you've done this, thank you for letting me be a part of this show, and and uh, Greg for uh, entrusting me to come in and 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 be free spirited with you and and try to sh share with you why I think this is a time of 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 abundant circumstance that w we must find within us the will to come out of this with a new sense of of building tomorrow, and there's no doubt new leaders will emerge and they will be marked by this quality of trust and this enthusiasm and hope for things that are more than just what one can control, 
but in fact what one can do in in a way that is beyond just oneself. So again, thank you for letting me get in on your show. I think the hour must be over. Okay. That that really was uh, an incredible time spent, and I, I I've absolutely loved it. Thank so you. Uh, thank you so thank much, you. Uh, Sam Froman, for for joining <laughs> us. And uh, thank you everybody for uh, listening along to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as as much as we did, uh, as much as we enjoyed recording it and bringing it to you. So everybody, make sure to uh, stay tuned and to uh, stay on the lookout for the next episode of Straight Out of Crumpton, which will be coming your way shortly. As always, make sure to bookmark that Greg Crumpton dot com site and uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you get the latest episodes right there. And we'll be back soon. But until then, I'm Tyler Kern for Sam Froine and Greg Crumpton. We'll talk to you soon.